0: Hello, and welcome to the Sound and Silence podcast.
1: My name is Cameron. I'm a percussionist and composer. And I'm Matthew Lukens, uh, chaplain at Canterbury House. And we are your hosts and organizers of Sound and Silence, taking place here at Canterbury House.
0: Uh, Canterbury House is the Episcopal Church's campus ministry at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. We're also a concert venue and a community center for artists and activists. And once a week, we do this, where we get together to experiment with contemplative music
1: and contemplative silence. Mm -hmm. And once a month, we bring in a guest artist who provides the sound that brings us in and out of our shared silence. But before that, we like to take some time with our
0: guest artists to talk to them about uh, their life, their work, their influences, uh, their sense of spirituality in music, contemplation, and silence.
1: Today we are fortunate to have on the podcast Jonathan Barahal-Taylor, percussionist, composer, and improviser. John is known in the Southeast Michigan area as a prolific and flexible collaborator in the improvised music world, and really, really any genre. He co-leads a number of diverse projects, some of which include the art rock quartet Sajtalk, the electroacoustic duo Says Things, and Teiku, which reimagines aurally transmitted ancestral Jewish melodies
2: in a creative music context. Welcome, John Taylor. I grew up actually here in Ann Arbor, and I took piano lessons with a great teacher who also was a drummer. He turned me on to drums. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, you know, Ann Arbor had a really good uh, public music program in in their schools. So I I got some great exposure to like band and orchestra music at a really high level. Uh, There was another kind of an alternative high school in town that had a really good jazz program, too. It's a community. Community high school. Yep. Um, So, so I was involved in that as well. And that kind of got me exposed to some really great players uh, who were just super knowledgeable about the music and that opened up a whole other world of sounds. Um, And yeah, I, I, once I was in college, I eventually kind of gravitated back. I I originally went just kind of for random liberal artsing with no clear direction. And after a couple years of that, I I realized that I was kind of like a void in me if I wasn't uh, focused on music primarily. So uh, I was able to, to transfer into the jazz department here at at the university of Michigan. And um, that kind of opened me up to a whole community, which eventually opened me up to uh, spending more time in Detroit and Mm -hmm. kind of gaining some mentors and experience there and and yeah for the last eight years i've kind of just been um really doing a lot of of diy projects with close friends some some of those have really developed into like years-long pursuits others are a little more fleeting but it's all kind of part of the same tapestry of of collaboration which is what i I really value yeah Yeah.
1: which say that collaboration is like your your bread and butter like playing with people and playing for people.
2: I, I feed the most off of playing with people so th- this set tonight being a solo says is a extreme challenge for me because I'm I'm so used to kind of supporting and responding to uh things that are happening around me and if I have to kind of instigate yeah. everything it's it's a bit more challenging so um but definitely yeah like kind of working through things with my friends and and with mentors and is is a really uh, uh invigorating for me yeah
0: yeah um who have some of your both your mentors uh and your like musical influences been
2: um? Mm. yeah um well in so er, early on i i mentioned this great piano teacher uh, that i had brian de blasio who who turned me on to just a ton of of music he he's the one that uh got me hip to like felonious monk mm. and then at the same time you know was having me play like um Brahms and and mm-hmm. Chopin and stuff so he he kind of gave me a lot of different directions uh to experience music through um in in more recent years uh I, I've had the chance to work with uh incredible bassist named jaribu Shahid who's who's mm-hmm. based in Detroit um who is kind of he's he's kind of basically played with with uh all of my heroes and and uh, so he was a member of the Sun Ra orchestra and, and mm-hmm. is still part of the art ensemble of chicago and mm-hmm. um griot galaxy which is kind of a foundational detroit uh creative music ensemble the they were known as like the science fiction band of detroit um and i've gone to work pretty closely with him the last few years and, and he's opened me up to just a of particular like in addition to just all the stories and knowledge he has there's um, that that all comes through his instrument and playing with him I for me I, I feel like I'm kind of like getting a, a real direct line into the lineage of of this music so that's been really special um, I've gotten to work with uh, I, I hesitate a little bit to call him a, a mentor although I, I consider him that just because of his impact on me um, but I don't know if, if he would accept that characterization <laughs> for me. Now but a <laughs> uh, uh, great um, composer, uh, trumpet player, uh, also an incredible percussionist, Impudado Leo Smith, who's mm. who's part of the kind of second generation, I guess, of of the uh, AACM. And I've gotten to work with him a, a handful of times. AACM is the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians, which is founded by muhal richard abrams in chicago in the 60s really kind of foundational um black creative arts organization but um yeah I've, got, I've gotten to work with wadada a handful of times and and he is in addition to just being like one of my favorite composers and trumpet players like uh, he, he was the first person i ever played with i think who you could just kind of feel his presence palpably on the stage and like made me really understand that it's not so much what you do when you perform, but kind of the everything that you put into it, that determines kind of the impact it it will have over you and and the audience. Um, So
1: is it not just your sounds, but also like your intentions and your energy you bring to the performance? I I think that's really important. Yeah. Your life as well.
2: I think so. Um, And, and definitely like your presence in the moment and, your sincerity with what you do, and and you know, but believing what you do while you do it, uh, yeah. it, it, like somehow those like really intangible elements just it, it levels up the the actual music that's happening. Yeah, um,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and we're very blessed around like our burner Troy to have like like you said like the direct lineage into like what makes this music possible and what's made it happen. Yeah, so I'm glad you got to work with them.
2: Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, um, um yeah.
1: Yeah, um, if we have time at the end. We might come back to some more like talking about your projects, but maybe we can talk a little about just like your contemplative journey and your sure. spiritual life. Maybe yeah. like if you want to say anything about growing up or like now and how yeah, it music.
2: I wish I could say I had a consistent practice. It to be honest, it's, Me too. it's a little all over the map. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like know where you fall. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, and and really, right now, like I'm b- I'm back in school now and doing so. It, at a time when I probably need it the most i've I've kind of unfortunately pushed it away just by mm-hmm. by being busy with stuff, you yes. know I yes. think we all know that that world. story <laughs> yeah yeah so uh but i mean at, at, for me my especially right now, my main priority is kind of um like embodied knowledge and mm-hmm. making sure that i'm um well situated within my body and if if i'm you know able to for for instance like release tension or or breathe naturally um that is going to open me up to things outside of myself whether that's like being more in tune with mm-hmm. a performance or even just like uh letting you know toxic thoughts pass mm-hmm. or whatever it is you know like so, um, and, and for a long time, forever, really like being out in nature is, is kind of like a automatic, um, way to, to get more into that space. Obviously we don't, aren't always able to be on nature. I, I live in Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. I have three trees on my block, you know, <laughs> like it's, so it's not always easy to, to like get there, but, um, even just the experience over over years of of that feeling it makes it easier to recall and so for me like these days it's it's really like if i can just like slow down and uh be engaged with whatever is happening good or bad um that's i i can i know i can at least like navigate through it without like being too outside of myself you know outside of myself in a bad way i think i implied earlier it can be a good thing to be outside of yourself yeah but you can some, have
1: like the larger perspective when you're outside yourself but also like dissociating and like yeah angry.
2: right i don't want to dissociate i don't want to um yeah i don't, I don't want to uh lose myself in it you know um yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah i'd be curious to hear more about like so you gave me a drum lesson like two months ago we were talking about yeah. um feeling from parts of your body and moving while you're playing the drums yeah. and how that impacts your playing. And I'd just be curious to, to like piggyback off of the term embodied knowledge mm-hmm. and like how you think about like awareness of all of your limbs and like how actually playing the drums can help you reach these states. Or like, yeah. I don't
2: know, elevate in some way. Totally. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's for me and probably for, for you as well, being a, a drummer and percussionist, like it's, it's all part of that process. Like, um, because you have to be so focused and and so um there there's music obviously is is like kind of a spiritual pursuit depending on how you do it it's a technical pursuit too but um you know to really uh grow in it you you kind of need to be coming at it from a spiritual place i think mm. and as broad as that term is you know you can you can define that for yourself but um and yeah on the drums in particular it's such a a kinetic instrument like you're constantly moving it's all motion um and and the more i'm able to uh kind of surrender to that movement the the more kind of in touch with the music i feel and and that um lately i've been thinking a lot about you know the mind body connection there where like I think every musician knows this feeling where you like you hear something in your head but can't express it physically, mm-hmm. or you're expressing something physically that you're not really hearing. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I don't think either of those things. The latter, at least, like sometimes you just gotta gotta go with it. Um, ideally, they're they're somewhat connected and kind of feeding each other. So, um, and and for me, kind of like trusting whatever my body is trying to do or whatever Mm -hmm. direction it's instinctually trying to go and, and not second guessing, uh, is a really great effective practice. Um, now at the same time, I think there's like, that can get me into trouble where if I'm totally like, especially, you know, in performance, it's just, it is what it's going to be. But like, uh, if I'm in a more analytical space kind of, finding ways to define how my body's moving or recognizing habits and then mm-hmm. maybe trying to and bring something new to the table and through whatever repetition that will become embodied and become part of that like instinctual movement vocabulary um so yeah and and for me that's like it's a very ends up being a very contemplative practice like i'm I've, i'm really not about like i i rarely will try something just to try it these days. Like I I, like write out something really hard just for this because it's hard. And and I think there's value in that for sure. But, um, lately I've, I've been making sure, you know, start with like something that feels musical. And that can be the the most simple thing, and then grow it from there. Yeah,
1: like start from the feeling. Don't start from like I want the big idea and
2: to show this and show
1: that. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Like, exactly. That always gets me into trouble if I if I do that. You know, like yeah, I, when you if, want something so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <Show> yeah. <something. laughs> and you know,
0: when you you mentioned before how you might not necessarily have a practice right now. Like over a lot of what you've been saying, I've been hearing you know, I think the thing that like contemplative practice does for us, is it teaches us to listen better in the mm-hmm. moments when we're maybe not doing the silence itself. Um, mm-hmm. It teaches us to listen both internally and externally. But in, like most of what you've been talking about, either in your collaborative work, you were mentioning earlier, but also in kind of uh, the embodied knowledge question that uh, that Cameron had just asked. Uh, that's a lot of deep listening. That's a lot of um, like paying very careful attention.
2: Yeah, definitely. And And that might be why I haven't really uh committed in in the last couple of years to to you know like a another kind of contemplative practice i think i could you know it can always go go deeper or whatever but i do if i if i play music with with people or have like a a good practice session where i feel like i'm really tapping into something you know i i feel recharged in the same way that i I was when I was like meditating regularly, you know? Yeah. So I'm wondering then, um, like with, with all that in mind that we've been discussing so far,
0: uh, what do we have in store tonight? And are there ways that kind of a lot of the stuff we've talked about from like mentors, influences to embodied knowledge, like, are there ways that those threads uh, we should be listening out or paying attention to certain things for what's coming up?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you know, it all, it all feeds in, in, in ways that, and maybe I can't articulate, but with this project in particular, so like I said, it's a solo project: drum set and electronics. Um, and the electronics add so it's I it's, um, have effects pedals and um, a software called Sensory Percussion, which I have these drum sensors on a few of the drums, and I can kind of program different samples. It's future drums. It's yeah, it's like amazing <laughs> technology. It's so cool what these things are capable of. Uh, But basically you can kind of program samples to different regions on the drum and also different techniques. Um, I won't get into the, all the minutia of it, but basically it's, it's really cool. And there's a lot of um, variation Unlike a normal drum trigger where it's kind of just like on or off. This has like a whole range of of possibilities. So it can respond to my dynamics, to my speed. And I can tell it, you know, like if I play faster, shift the pitch, things like that. Um, So, the and the this project itself utilizes those and the and the effects pedals to kind of really like what i want is to be surprised and to have to mm. react so there are a few i know generally what the territories are i know what the samples i'm i'm using cuz i i made them but what happens after that for the most part is going to be different every time um which is risky you know like yeah. it would be maybe uh, a better idea to like through compose it. But uh, also for me that usually if I try to like do something too strict, I I don't end up uh, acquitting myself very well. So like, yeah, we're just like, it's hard to finish it. Cause it's just like, so takes so much time if it's through. Well that or, like, too, yeah. that too. Yeah. I don't, and I might not have the, the patience for it, but like it, I, I also, I want to be surprised. Like I said earlier, yeah. like I'm always feeding off of what the people I'm playing with are giving me. And, and that, yeah. I always feel, you know, my most authentic and creative in, in those settings. So um, the difference here, obviously, is the electronics don't listen to me. Uh, mm-hmm. So they can't uh, respond to me normally. You know, the drums have a lot of power in a in a group to determine the direction of the music, for better or worse. I wish it wasn't that way sometimes. But yeah. um, so in this case, the electronics are kind of, out on their own, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of pushing them in a direction, maybe. But th- some of the stuff that comes out is just like super surprising, and and then it's it's on me to make that musical, um, and and that you know it's it's really like an attitude thing. If if I'm, if something happens I don't understand, and I I that scares me, then I, it's going to kind of tank the whole performance. But if I am just open to what's Mm -hmm. happening and whatever direction it's going to go and also, you know, like, uh, happy to be there, like that's a huge thing too. It's Mm -hmm. like, if I'm, if I'm like, and, and I, I try to tell this to students, especially students who are maybe like considering going into music school or like becoming professional musicians cuz like it's not easy it's a lot of work um but also at the end of the day like you want the same feeling as as you are when you're 10 years old just like just going primal on the drums yeah, you know just like goal. no flailing. thinking land just just playing just, yeah just playing and and like being grateful to to play like yeah. we all music is is this very very like special and ephemeral thing and and if if it becomes a a pressure, then it can, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to burn yourself out. Um, right. so, and, yeah. and that's something I, it's easy to burn yourself out too, I should say. Like, it's oh, very, absolutely, it's yeah. very easy. I've had this conversation with so many people from music school. Just oh how yeah, easy especially it is to lose if, sight if you're your music school. For, for yeah, music. totally. It's, it, it can really, uh, spoil things in a weird way. So, yeah. um, and that's, you know, that's fine. I think like you're going to ebb and flow, but yeah. when I'm playing, I try to just like, it's, it is cool. Like I love the drums, you know, I love playing music and like, so I, I want to more and more just like, you know, not let, and especially something like this, like there's going to be so many mistakes tonight, you know, like I'm going to be making mistakes left and right. But, and if I get hung up on those, then I'm in real trouble. But just like the joy yeah. of like letting those happen as they will. Uh, Absolutely. Is, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, all that to say, like, I think a lot of what I've learned over the years, um, you know, improvising and, and kind of like playing with peers and mentors and it has kind of over time cultivated this attitude of just like, you know, we're here, let's go. Uh, and let's like, I'm grateful we're here. Yeah. Um, let's be and,
1: here and like be present and joyful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause otherwise, you know, it's, it's a, it's a waste of every, every, everyone's time, right. uh, especially mine. So um, yeah. So like, I, I kind of designed this set, and it's still. This is like I, I've I did some version of this set a couple of years ago. This is the first time back um, since like fall of twenty twenty one, I guess. Do, do working with this stuff. Thank you for having me on to and kind of light, lighting a fire, so I can like have something yeah, ready motivation. to present. Totally. Yeah, it makes a difference. The deadlines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's important, but, um, yeah. So like as, as this develops and, and where it's at now is kind of like, I want to play in my, feel like I'm playing in a band, you know, um, and the types of bands I like to play in, which where there's lots of surprises and, you know, lots of interaction. The only difference is it's, it's only me and, you know, uh, unfeeling computer. Beep boop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been like a, a really great experience working on this stuff and, Yeah, I've learned a lot from it for sure. Totally.
1: Um, I'm going to tag on to something you said earlier about how you might be able to help me form this question, but I think in Sound and Silence, we want to emphasize that spirituality is to everyone, even if it's not like in a certain tradition or it's not, there's no like gates being kept. And same with music, like anyone can play music and get a fulfilling and regenerating experience from music. Um, So, earlier when you were talking about how like music should inherently be a spiritual pursuit, um I'm wondering if you can like talk more about how that can apply to anyone, maybe. Um and yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything to add to that question. Uh I might have a jumping off point depending on what we hear. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um yeah, I mean I think like uh, so uh, a lot of music obviously has like a, a more religious connotation with it or a specific um community connotation with it which i, I mm-hmm. don't think you can extract the music from that or should um totally you know like I, I think that is still really important but you know we all come from from different backgrounds and and if that doesn't if if a, and it, you so like for instance i, I play played tabla and uh i am not uh I, I didn't grow up in india i'm not hindu i um or, or I guess in the case of tabla, I didn't, like, grow up playing in, like, Mughal courts and stuff. So, like, the the actual, uh, I can't really honor, like, the full scope of that tradition. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, the teacher doesn't expect me to. Um, at the same time, you know, I want to learn as much about it as I can. And I want to be as sensitive to... Uh, w- as much of the history I can learn about it so that I have like a better frame of reference when I approach it. Same thing with the drums and jazz, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up, uh, in, in the black community. So I can't really claim any ownership of jazz music, but I love it. And I, I love learning about it. I love playing it. Um, and listening to it. Uh, and having that respect, I think is, is first and foremost, if the mute, this particular kind of music that, you're pursuing has though is steeped in that kind of tradition. I think learning as much as you can about it and like showing it that kind of respect is, is kind of indispensable. Now at the same time, we're all individuals and uh, we're all going to, anyone can make any music they want and for, you know, wh- whatever kind of makes them feel fulfilled. Um, and Ultimately, like the goal is to kind of find something of yourself in the music you're making and to have that be a dialogue of, you know, who am I? What am I saying? How can this impact that or inform that or grow from that? Um, so I think, you know, you, you said earlier, like every everything that that you've lived and put into your life, if, if you're especially if, if you're um, doing, like, a creative music or, like, an imp- improvised musical tradition or some, something. Well, I mean, it, it's not even just that. Like, any uh, anything that you're making, um, I think it's going to reflect that unless you're coming at it from maybe, like, a, I want to get famous and or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I want to get rich. I want to get rich, which, <laughs> you know, find another it's pursuit, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah and for and for me like i i want to be whatever i'm doing whatever kind of music or musical situation i'm in you know i i I want to feel like it's me playing the thing that i'm i'm doing and that that is going to come from studying different musical traditions um but it's also ultimately going to be like what what does this feel like to me in the moment and i've, I've been I'm, I'm sure you have too like been on a lot of situations where it's like okay i don't have anything to like add here i'm just gonna like i'm gonna have to fake it because this just like yeah. doesn't I'm, I'm not resonating with with this and it doesn't i don't have any like real reason to be doing this particular thing right now totally. um, which whatever you're professional musician you're gonna have to like do that sometimes yeah. but um this is a really rambly answer <laughs> a, to your question I'm sorry but <laughs> um you know I, I think like f- to go back to my earlier point like I don't think any specific musical tradition should be a barrier to anyone wanting to get into that music uh but you want to also like recognize the con full context and mm-hmm. culture behind the music and then if you're making your own music um you know the only real if, if you're being influenced by things then I think that still applies you know just like be be curious be open and, and try to learn as much as you can um but also if, it, if it's your own music then you're your only barrier right so yeah kind of just being again being like excited to to do it I think yeah. that's be like a little
1: kid just like hitting, really? hitting the drums. Yeah.
2: I mean, and some of my like favorite, um, I, I have some friends who are like phenomenal musicians and they don't know, they have any kind of musical training or like really know that much about music. They just listen to a lot of music and they like hear things in their heads and, and they make really, really cool, uh, effective music because they believe in it and they are, they're excited about it. Um, yeah. So, like, I, and especially now, like, with, I mean, a lot of a lot of great, like, electronic artists, like, don't play an instrument, you know, like, that, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that, because the computer is an instrument, and, like, whatever uh, implements they're using are instruments, but they don't play, like, a conventional, like, instrument with the same kind of technical uh, requirements, you know, um, and I think, yeah, that's, it, that's opened up to a lot of voices that otherwise probably wouldn't have been heard, you know? And I think that's great. So yeah. I, and I don't know. (laughs) There's, there's yeah, I I think everyone should be, should feel, uh, excited. Everyone should feel good. Everyone should feel good. Well, one priority. (laughs) Yeah. Feel, feel, uh, yeah. Everyone should, should, should want to do what, what they're doing, you know, in music. Yeah.
0: The, I've, I've had a question, like, percolating. It, it, it hasn't, like... It hasn't solidified yet, and so maybe this will fall flat and we'll cut it in post. Um.
1: <laughs> no, it's kind Always of post. a fan of cutting yeah. things in post. Yeah. So.
0: Um, but it's actually one for both of you, because uh, it's... it The kind of theme of the question is, like... W- w- in thinking about barriers for music, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking about, like, where's the, where are the places and points of access to still, still participate joyfully, uh, even if you're pretty bad at it? Um, it's, like, I, I think in where, like, excellent music is so easily accessible via the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some great quote about, like, er, early on in learning any art, like, the first step is, like, you've developed your taste, and so much of the task at hand is closing the distance between what you're capable of and the taste that you have. Sure. Well said. Um, yeah. And that, that, like, it's actually just the endurance to close that gap is Whoa. what makes for a lot of people, because um, I personally find that gap intolerable. Um, yeah, right. It's hard. But since I think both of you, you know, teach as well, where do you see in the world kind of points of access for, you know, just joyfully
1: not being great, but mm. still doing it? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think the education systems is, can work on this a lot. And, like, I teach a lot of, like, four to six-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And when they walk up to the drums of the piano, they're in, like, pure bliss. Like, they're not mm-hmm. thinking. They're just, like, beep-boop, beep-boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep boop. Ha, ha, ha. Which I, like, I, I, like I've like, tried so hard after music school to, like, get back to sometimes. Sure. Um, So, and I think, and then when I teach, like... Middle schools, high school students, they sometimes get, like, that joy, like, kind of taken out of them sometimes, or they're Mm -hmm. always judging, or, like what you said, like, trying to get exactly what their tastes are. Mm. So, I don't know, I think it can just be emphasized more. But I'm trying to think of, like, points of access for
0: adults, especially people that might not have had. Like, a way I run into this in my work is, like, like... people don't really sing out like we actually don't do hymns anymore because a lot of people just don't feel very comfortable mm, singing mm-hmm. because they went through their entire upbringing not really being taught much about music and so they don't yeah. feel comfortable sure. in Yeah, It's you know, a question of been how like do you judging make... themselves for a long time. Exactly. And it's like there's this question of like how can you make participating accessible? Yeah. Um when someone might not feel comfortable because they didn't have someone um, making that space for them when they were six. Yeah. Totally.
2: Or they say, like, I'm not a musician. I can't do that. Exactly. I'm not a painter. Oh. You know, there's there's always... Um, well, I think, like, one thing is, if possible, like, there's there's a lot of people out there like that. So, like, getting together with, like, equally unskillful peers and just, like, having that kind of space to yeah. try stuff out is super important. Like, when I was... When I was um, kind of getting ready to transfer into music school. Uh, I really, I'm mean, at that point I, I like really was not good at all. Um, the only thing that helped me is I didn't know how bad I was. Yeah. Like that was really helpful. Like <laughs> nurse's bliss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it was the, the like Dunning Kruger effect where you're like incompetent, but th- think you're doing just fine. Yeah. So like, I was definitely there. Um, <laughs> and you know, like I'm sure I embarrassed myself, like going to jam sessions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, by, you know, just kind of sticking to that, uh, that, that opened me up to a lot of great experiences and, and kind of like, then I started to like understand kind of how I fit into these situations. But yeah, I think like, so that, that's one thing, but like, th- there's a lot of people who like want to, for instance, like form a band, but they have like just never done it before. And they, but they want, when well, they want to play, uh, and, like, you know, there's a lot, I think, f- try to find each other and, and like help each other out. And then there's also going to be like people who are, are going to be down to, to help you too. Like people who, who have a lot of experience who, you know, either by like, um, you know, go talk, talking to them and, and like maybe, maybe you like take a lesson from someone or something. And uh, that can be cost prohibitive, but like, usually if you're sincere people willing to, to help you out too. Um, and I know a lot of great musicians who like for, I have a a good friend who's kind of was, was equally involved for a while in like the music scene and like the improv comedy scene. Mm -hmm. And, and they ended up working with a lot of improviser comedians or like actors, uh, who wanted to kind of do some music, uh, but it had no like real experience with it or beyond maybe like they took lessons as a kid and, and messed around on guitar at home or something. But, uh, they kind of like opened up a space for them to like all play together. And, and the way that they, they told me about it was like, it was some of the freshest music they played in years because they didn't have like all this baggage that a lot of us have <laughs> by like <laughs> right. pursuing it. Um, so I think that, I think those spaces do exist. It is, I I will say it is kind of hard to find. And there are things like, you know, there are like always going to be like, um, community bands and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can, all, there's like a lot of community colleges, for instance, will have like, uh, jazz bands or whatever. I don't know if that's, that's what whoever's listening would want to do, but like, there are, there are some opportunities to play. Um, it is, I, I will say it is, the music scene is. It's not like, it's not closed to anyone, but it does have like, it does have some, some gates. I wish that weren't the case, you know? Totally. Um, So, but I think it's also at the same time, depending on like what scene you're looking into and what you want to do, like generally they're also very open to people who are like sincere and excited. and, and, And unless someone is like a real, you know, just like, I, I won't use any expletives. Like <laughs> like people are are gonna be pretty like welcoming in my experience. Um, totally. I mean part of I guess
0: entering, you know, a scene to use that word is some of what you were talking about earlier is you know some scenes have a long tradition and you're actually walking into a conversation that's been going on long before you got mm. there so just yeah. l- paying attention and being respectful is just kind of a useful absolutely um, yeah, yeah. Like not
1: getting like that, paralyzed by it's where like you yeah. don't want to make music or don't say anything but also like acknowledging what you don't know can yeah. be helpful too yeah
0: like paying attention to being respectful will just like always get you pretty far in any room you're walking into when you don't, maybe you don't know what, what decades long conversation you're walking into. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, just, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of hits the nail on the head. Most, most musicians too will like, if you talk to them after they play, like they're willing to, I mean, a lot of us are introverts and stuff, but like they'll be pretty willing to like, if you've, questions or even just like are excited about the music yeah. like they're they we all really appreciate that like yeah we're when happy to joy, talk like
1: once you feel the joy of music you usually want to pass it on and i feel like the same when you reach like deeper spiritual places you like you always you want to pass it on and like yeah. spread the joy
2: yeah yeah um and you know you want to be yeah you want to be careful with that sometimes too i think like mm-hmm. uh just I, I'll just say like sometimes, yes, you want to spread the joy, good things. I think that's mm-hmm. that's all always good. Also, sometimes it can be judicious to keep it to yourself, uh, and Ooh. and not just like for the sake of maybe it's uh, you know what's the term like toxic positivity. Like maybe it's the situation that you're in with other people doesn't maybe they don't want to have that right now Mm -hmm. uh but also like in the case of music like we all get excited about things we're working on or things we've seen and sometimes that can be really detrimental to us if we are like spilling the beans too much you know like if if i'm like oh i got this great project i'm i'm like super excited about i'm working on it like it's gonna be this and this and i like start putting out into the world all the things I want to do with it, especially if they're things I haven't done yet. Yeah, like that, putting a name, on, like putting a box on it before it becomes a thing. Yeah, sure. or even, yeah. Uh, even like the, there's like an endorphin rush of like, I did this thing, but I haven't actually done it yet like this is I've experienced this a lot like yeah. you know how do
1: you promote shows
2: okay. yeah. I totally
0: relate to that in terms of how sound and silence has gone because I've like wanted to make sure we figured out like what the rhythms are and what's the vibe that we have before we like start spreading it because yeah. I didn't right. I didn't want to promise something that we then weren't delivering right. um, and now we're at a point where I'm like, oh I feel like I feel like we can articulate what's going on here yeah. um, and can do that now but I totally get what
2: you're talking yeah. about with yeah. that because I <laughs> I err on the side of keeping it in too much. It <laughs> yeah. can, yeah, and that, and that can, you know, you don't want to keep it in too much, but like that can, I, it, I've thwarted my own momentum a lot with that, or even mm-hmm. like, uh, and and then if you bring other people into it, then that's a problem. And this isn't isn't uh, a commentary on what you were saying. This is now a completely different thing. Like, yeah. I, for instance, people I wanted to like play in a band with, and like had like pretty concrete ideas in my head about like how that might look, uh-huh. uh, and then like tell them about it and then something comes up and I'm not able to follow through on it so then I've just like flaked out on this you know what I mean this is like my own stuff but like (laughs) I you know there are times where it's like okay get something like concrete and ready to go before you like, and it can be hard. It's like, you're really excited about something, but like get, get something like set up first and then, then tell people about it. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah. Uh, excited. So yeah. And that, that's been with this project too. It's like, I've, I've kind of been trying to keep it pretty close to the, if people ask me about it, I'm happy to, to talk about it. If, like, you know, what, what's involved with it. But uh-huh. like, um, you know, this is a, a, especially being a solo project, I'm like, I I want to like keep it, keep the the momentum going. So I've I've been pretty careful about like, you know, unless I've already like made the thing, uh-huh. I, I keep it keep it mm-hmm. <laughs> inside because you, know? you don't want to like put yourself in a box and like say what it is and then come back later and be different. Not even that. Just I I, I don't want that. I, I again, it's like there there isn't a chemical reaction. It's like an endorphin rush, and like uh, if I haven't actually like. Done anything to earn that? I will get in my own way, and it's mm-hmm. it's a weird. I, I don't know if this is just me or if this is everyone, but like, you know, I I just want to like, I, I want to be careful. I, I want to ultimately like be pretty grounded, and it's easy to get off the ground with your own excitement, you know, and your own yeah. even like it can be like in the with the best intentions possible. It can be like. Because you want to spread this like excitement, uh, but that that for me, it can be that can be a problem i can i can get my own way
0: i'm actually pretty sure i've read something about that in psychology where like there's like brains are kind of bad at telling the difference between something you're thinking about versus reality uh, on like an emotional level yeah, yeah. so sometimes like you know doing the envision like envision the thing completed could actually be counterproductive to achieving the goal because then your brain's like hey look i achieved the goal yes. and then like you said releases those those chemicals and you're like okay good i don't need to do it
2: cuz i did it but but you you didn't, and, didn't do it yet. yeah and i think we're all super familiar <laughs> <laughs> with that like on on the other side of the coin where like you feel really horrible about something that hasn't even happened or like that you know mm. didn't happen the way you thought it did and like that just eats away at you. I think it kind of works the same way even if it feels good. Uh you kind of just get caught up in in these like fantasies, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think it's about time for us to
0: um be thinking about getting set up for oh, yeah, final totally. thing but before we go um do you have any uh, any projects any irons in the fire that you'd like to
2: plug and where could people follow your work yeah uh happily so um a big priority project of mine is uh for the last many years called Sag Talk, spelled s-a-a-j-t-a-k don't worry if you don't remember it. Just <laughs> hit that 10-second rewind thing. Yeah, yeah you got it. You'll we it <laughs> we uh, released a record last year called For the Makers on uh, American Dreams Records. We're super proud of it. We made it during COVID, all remote, um, and that is available everywhere, that, that music is available. Um, I highly recommend. And I, I do have another... Uh, actually, if there's any like record labels listening, I'm trying to put out... My friend Josh Harlow and I have a band called Teku, um, T-E-I-K-U. Uh, we recorded an album last year that I, we're so, so excited about. It, the, the project is our, both of our families have uh, ancestral Passover melodies. I didn't even talk about like my, uh, like history of Judaism, which maybe would have oh. been germane to this, but we're, at, we're out of time. That's cool. A follow-up <laughs> conversation or something. But um, so we, yeah, both of our families have these kind of unique melodies that, so far as we know only our families sing the s- songs in these ways so we each cool. my family has three his family has four and we arrange those into uh kind of like a creative music setting and we finally yeah. recorded it this has been going on for like five years and we wow. finally recorded it last year uh and we're trying to release it so uh yeah. you know i have he, one quick he, question like yeah. so the the songs are like They're melodies
1: you haven't found anywhere else. They're, like, just ones that your family sings? Correct, yeah. So there's, like, kind of conventional...
2: So the songs are, like, texts that Mm -hmm. people are used to singing for, like, a Passover seder, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, But the melody used for those songs, there's, like, a couple that have become, uh, like, the conventional way of singing these songs. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they're all pretty uh, regional, regionally... Um, specific so the, these songs with our family are probably our like ancestral villages the, the way that those villages sang those songs and just very few people have like made it here from those villages over time yeah um so so as far as we know our our families are the only ones who like sing these songs in in these ways and I, sh- I should say both of our families have different songs and different melodies we're not singing the same melodies that would be pretty remarkable yeah. um and this project is also kind of archival in nature. We're, we're going to be kind of going around um, the states and hopefully expand beyond that. Um, but th- this summer, we're going to be going around to different Jewish communities and seeing if they have any. Because we're actually finding it's it's more common than we thought. Yeah, um, We're not so special after all. But, <laughs> Everyone's got
1: melodies, turns yeah. out.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, not everyone, but it's like, you know, through performances, we were people come up to us afterwards like yeah like i've my we've got a hagadya or like yeah we've got a Kile noel like a, oh, so we're we're trying point. to like source those and archive them cuz most of them are orally passed down so they they're, a lot of them have never been documented or transcribed before Um, and then if, if the families give us permission, then we're also going to, uh, arrange it and add it to the band's repertoire. Oh, cool. Um, so that's another one. And then this project that I'm performing tonight is called, uh, Root Beneath Bones. Um, and I, I plan on recording it pretty soon. Uh, and hopefully you can find that somewhere out there. Yes.
1: We will have links in the description of this podcast. Cool. Cool. John, thank you so much for coming oh and being God. here.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah, It's a real pleasure.
1: Thank you for listening to Sound and Silence. <laughs> if you're listening and have any questions, comments, suggestions, or just want to say hi, please feel free to email us at edu, Or we are on the internet, on Instagram and Facebook. You can say hi there, too. Or if you're in town, feel free to say hi in person at Sound and Silence, which happens Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. during the UMish academic year. And if you'd like to support Sound and Silence directly, we greatly appreciate that. Helps us continue the podcast, continue the program, supporting artists and interfaith community building. And you can do so at canterburyhouse.org donate. Thank you.